Here we are at God's appointed time. We've been through Passover. We've been through Pentecost. And now we find ourselves at Tabernacles, God's appointed time. Here's what it says. Next slide, Deuteronomy 16, 16. All your men must appear before God, your God, three times a year, each year at the place he designates, at the Feast of Unraised Bread, Passover, at the Feast of Weeks, which is Pentecost, at the Feast of Booths, which is Tabernacles. No one is to show up in the presence of God empty-handed. Each man bring as much as he can manage, giving generously in response to the blessings of God, your God. This is that time of year that we get to gather around the Lord, offer our first to the Lord, and expect Him to release a blessing, a supernatural blessing around His appointed times. Now, the reason I got excited this year about tabernacles is I didn't realize it, that tabernacles is the feast of the double portion. So go ahead and touch your neighbor and say, get ready for double. Just not one, but get ready for double. Look at this scripture. This is found in Joel. Here's what it says. He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain, and it will be in the first month. Although the periods of the former rain and latter rains were usually separated by many months, God wants to give you a double blessing during the Feast of Tabernacles so you can receive both of these outpourings of provision in this month. The double portion was of great practical necessity for the Israelites because the harvest blessings of the Feast of Tabernacles season would last a long period of time all the way to Passover back in the spring. And so God's original harvest cycle was at Tabernacles. God would release such a blessing that it would sustain the people all the way to March when they got back into the feast cycle again. Good news is God's about to pour out something on you this month that's going to be so powerful that it'll last you all the way to Passover to use up the blessing. So I'm ready for that. Here's what it looks like. Quickly, we'll run these slides. Just, just keep the slides up, not me if you don't mind. Number two, financial prosperity. The scripture says the threshing floors shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. Number three, look at this, restoration. I will restore unto you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. There's a spirit of restoration that's being released during this tabernacle season. How about number four? Special miracles. You shall praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and I will show you wonders. I know by the Spirit of God that we are stepping into a season of the miraculous now here at Tabernacles. How about number five, quickly? God's presence and favor. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and my people shall never be put to shame. Tabernacles is always about the presence and the favor of God resting on his people. How about number six? Blessings for your sons and daughters. Your sons and your daughters. How about we just commission this, right? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I just want to go ahead and stand on that right now. Our sons and our daughters are going to prophesy. I said our sons and our daughters, they're going to prophesy. Now, 
And, and maybe, let me just go ahead and tell you now, I got a little fire in my bones today. I got up at 4 o'clock waiting to get here. I've been waiting for hours to get here. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you a little advance notice. I got some fire in my bones today. I'm standing for our inheritance on this day. I'm claiming our destiny and our purpose. I'm, st I'm standing with you in this moment of meeting with God today. That we're not just having a church meeting. We're just not having a nice service. There's going to be a spiritual exchange today between us and heaven. And I'm prophesying our sons and our daughters are not going to be bound by the enemy, but they are going to be a generation that prophesies the goodness of God. Come on now. All right. I warned you. Number seven, here we go. Deliverance from harm or oppression. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered shall be delivered from sin, shall be delivered from destruction, shall be delivered from pandemic, shall be delivered from poverty. There is deliverance for the people of God this season at Tabernacles. The whole theme of today is the season, the time of the double portion. The time of the double portion, the feast of the double portion. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of your increase your barns shall be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. And so in just a moment, we're going to go into worship. We're going to do a couple of songs of worship, enter in the presence of the Lord together, and then after that, we'll give opportunity to offer our first fruits offering to the Lord. And as we participate that, we believe that the heavens are going to open, and God's going to do something supernatural in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. When you came in, hopefully you got a red bracelet. We pray each year and ask the Lord to give us a color of the year. We've just slipped into 5782, the Hebraic calendar. And we felt like the color was this crimson red color, not to be confused with football, but this crimson red uh, color. And Jeremiah 2911, my life scripture, and the word future. Because God has not changed his mind. We've got to get a hold of this. God has not changed his mind. All the promises, all the prophetic utterances pre-pandemic are still yes and amen. We've got to grab a hold of this. Now, I understand we have suffered. Many have suffered terribly, lost loved ones, lost jobs. I am not denying that we have suffered. And I am so moved with and for those, for all of us, our health care workers, those that's lost loved ones, those who've been sick with the disease, those that's had families divided over how you looked at it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've suffered. But God has not changed his mind about his promises and about your future. God has not changed his mind over the destiny of this work. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have, says the Lord. 
Can we put that back up there? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Look at your neighbor and tell them you got a bright future. Tell them you got a bright future. No matter what you've been through, you got a bright future. Now, I don't know if this went down like I wanted it to, but I'm, I was hoping when you came in that you got two bracelets. If you didn't, grab you another one on the way out. Because I'm going to wear two all year because I'm saying this is the year of our double portion inheritance. This is the year of the double. Now, I got to kind of relay a foundation and let you know this church wasn't started from a denomination. This church wasn't birthed in man's heart. This church didn't come because somebody got mad at another group and left. This this work started because of destiny. God was so adamant about this place and about you and I being here. For his purpose. That he literally woke me up at 5 o'clock in the morning in Orlando, Florida and spoke to me audibly. And said it will be detrimental to my kingdom purposes. And detrimental to you personally if you don't get up and move to Alabama. All of a sudden, everything fell into place. We wind up being in Alabama, not having a clue or a rhyme or reason of why we were here other than obedience. Then, Bev and I call him Jehovah Sneaky. <laughs> we thought we would spend, you can travel out of Alabama like you can travel anywhere else. And let me pause here a minute. This is not the time to find yourself out of the will of God. I wish I could tell you that this pandemic will be the last one and it's going to be smooth sailing from here on out and I would be lying to you. There's going to be some skirmishes in the days ahead. There's going to be some more crisis. There's going to be some more difficult times. This old world's just going to get darker. But when the Bible predicts and prophesies when that happens, just like there's an evil day, The day of the Lord is at hand. And so wherever you find yourself geographically in a church or not in church or wherever you find yourself listening on the online today, there's only two ways you got to where you are. There's only two ways you got there, obedience or rebellion. So if you're where you're at and you know you're in rebellion, even if you're here, if you're in this church sitting here today and you know you're supposed to be in another church, I, I wouldn't even stay for the rest of this talk. I'd get up right now and get out of here and go wherever God told me to go. That's how serious I believe it is about the will of God. I would be frightened right now to not know I was in the will of God. 
Because the safest place on the earth is in the will of God. Right in the center of God's will. If you know you're supposed to be here or wherever you are and there you're planted, then wherever you are by obedience, put a stake in the ground and refuse to let anything or anybody move you out of the will of God. Because the will of God is always tied to a place. I take you all through Scripture. See, most of us, especially in the Western culture, we, don't, we make decisions based on what kind of job we can get or what kind of this we can get. But in actuality, we should be making decisions based on where we live and where we worship and how we do based on the will of God. And in this season, I believe that we're living in, it's imperative that we know we're at the right place and we know we're in the will of God. And so the Lord, supernaturally, we didn't know we were going to start a church, but had us plant the church. Not anywhere. I I was randomly looking for places. But God was so specific, it couldn't be just anywhere. I was looking for storefronts, for property. It couldn't be just anywhere. It had to be here. On this spot, in this land. Why? It's about destiny. Because it's on this land that 20 years before we got the church started that I lived on this land and walked away from the will of God in this land and told God I'd come back and serve him later. And by the time I left to the time I got back, the land had been sold. But by the time I got back, the land had been provided to be put back in my hands that the place where I walked away from God 20 years ago would be the place that God said, you need to plant a church right there. Look at your neighbor and say, we're talking about destiny. Touch your other neighbor, we're talking about purpose and destiny. And so little did we know how prophetic this place was. We built our first little metal building with purple or maroon awnings and a blind prophetess that had been praying for two and a half years that God had showed her a place where God would move. She was naturally blind, had her son driving her around for two and a half years looking for a place God had showed her in the spirit. For two and a half years, all over Coldwater, any building that would be going up, they'd drive, nope, explain to her, nope, that's not it, nope, 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 nope. Said all of a sudden, he said, I think I saw some construction going over here this by the interstate. Her son said, he pulled up and said, what's it like? He said, metal building. She said, what color it is? She, he said, tan. He goes, what color are the awnings? He said, they're maroon. She said, that's the place right there. God showed it to me in the spirit. And they went to be with the Lord. In 1988, Chuck Pierce, after his wife being healed, they'd had two adopted children, conceived twins, according to the promise of God, Conceived twins, carried them full term, lost the twins. And 
They traveled throughout the Civil War area just to, they loved the Civil War history just to heal with their children. They got to Oxford, Alabama, and the Lord spoke to Chuck and said, stay here two days. They were just staying overnight. Stay here two days and pray because here is the place of the double portion that I will restore the twins that you lost in a spiritual move that will be the double portion. Fast forward, destiny carries all of us to, to this place. People organize, things happen. 2004, Paul Keith Davis is preaching with Chuck, asked him, has he ever heard of me? He said, no. He said, where's he at? And he said, Oxford, Alabama. He said, I don't know him, but I gotta go there. As soon as he showed up, as soon as he and I and Bev met, he looked at us, he said, this is the place of the double portion. Destiny. Look at somebody else. Say, we're talking about destiny. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about destiny. And so, we've been for, since 2007, basically 14 years now, contending over the prophetic destiny of our lives, our church, our movement, what God's saying, what God's doing. I text Chuck this week. I said, could you just let me know what the double portion actually is? <laughs> right? I mean, we keep asking for it. What is it? He didn't miss a beat. Text me immediately this slide. Look here. Next slide, please. <laughs> Chuck was faster than that. Yep. Sorry. Okay. We'll just wait. Pardon? I'm walking in the light. Gross darkness shall cover the great face of the stage, but light shall shine on me. We can't, we don't have the slide. They lost it. There it is. Here we go. Here's what the double portion only does. It causes you to cross over into the future. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I see you in the future. Things look a lot better than they do right now. Number two, it causes curses to break off territories and cities. Come on, somebody. It gives you access to prophesy to kings and those in authority. This is all from Scripture. It gives you authority and strategies to break debt. It's okay to get excited about that. It enables you to break spirits of barrenness. It gives you authority over death strategies. When we first moved here, it, Calhoun County was at the height of the charts of the USA with the lowest life expectancy rate. The first demon that came into our meetings that we cast out with a, with a 
the, the deepest, darkest, fear, most fearful voice we had ever heard spoke out of a young man and getting delivered and said, we said, what is your name? And he said, death. The first demon we dealt with when we came to this territory was death. Why? The double portion anointing gives you authority over death strategies. It enables you to supernaturally multiply. It causes healing strategies to multiply in you. And in general, it just speaks of God's favor, presence, and blessing in a magnified portion. So touch your neighbor say, you're at the right place at the right time. Tell them, you're at the right place at the right time. Now, 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 wait a minute. This is our inheritance. This is what you got to get a hold of. This is our destiny. Our inheritance and destiny is not to go to heaven one day. Our inheritance of destiny is to bring heaven here now and deal with that list of things right here in this territory, in our family generational line, lines, our children, our children's children's children, and this territory. God's given us an inheritance. God's given us a, a mandate to inherit the state of Alabama. So God doesn't want us just to be here. He wants us to inherit. He's given us the apostolic mandate of the state of Alabama. He's given us nations. According to Psalm 2, ask and I'll give you nations for an inheritance. He's given us Argentina. The first physical, the first encounter I had with a principality was in Argentina where he, a, a principality, a demonic power came into my whole hotel room and wrestled me and said, you will not affect this nation. Where we have a Word Alive church today. Nations are inheritance. We're Word Alive international outreach. We're not Word Alive cold water. No, no, hear what I'm saying to you this morning. We got an inheritance on us. We got a destiny on us. And, and so what I'm saying, I've got to have my tribe. I'm not saying everybody has to be a part of my tribe, but, but I got to have my tribe because, because I'm not after a lot of things other people are after, you see. I'm not after some things other people are after. I'm after our inheritance, which is a double portion outpouring of God's spirit and nations as an inheritance for us. And if you don't want that, I'm gonna have to ask you to go somewhere that wants what you want. But if you want that, I'm calling to the north, south, east, and west. I'm saying, come on as fast as you can and let's lay hold of our inheritance. That's why I'm staking a claim here at Tabernacles. I'll take it. You say, what qualifies me? What qualifies us? For the double portion, trouble. Anybody here had any trouble? 
This is a sure qualification. Look at Isaiah 61, 7. Because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of problems, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy will go on forever. Slap your neighbor a high five say, I'm about to get double for my trouble. Come on, somebody. I can prove it to you scripturally. I can take you to people who got the double. Hannah was barren. Made fun of because she could have no children. Finally, she birthed Samuel, and it says her husband gave her a double portion for her trouble. Job lost family, lost everything. At the end, restored twice, double trouble. Joseph. Pit, Potiphar's house, prison, wasn't even in the line to receive it, but got a double portion inheritance. Elijah and Elisha, his own mentor Elijah said, quit following me. Go away from me. Sons of the prophets, why do you keep following that man? Went to Bethel, Jericho, Jordan, persevered to the end, trouble, but he got double. So if you've been at this place with us for the last 10 years and you've been through trouble like we've been through trouble, then I just want to pause for 60 seconds and say, Father, I thank you for every bit of trouble we've had to endure. I thank you for every trouble moment I've had to endure because I'm telling you, payback is coming and we're about to step in to a double portion inheritance for the trouble that we've suffered. You... I'm more excited than you are, but I'm telling you, it's coming. We're in it. This is the season. Now is the time. It is on us. It's time to stake the claim and lay hold of it in Jesus' name. Here's what I'm asking from you. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. I feel like there's... Well, I'll just tell you the scriptures God gave me. Isaiah 52, 2. This is about three slides down. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise, O captive Jerusalem. Rid yourself of the chains around your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. I feel like some of us need to shake the dust off our lives and shake the chains off our neck so that we can get back to lay hold of our destiny. How about Isaiah 60? Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord for your light has come and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness will cover the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, Jerusalem, and his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. It's time to shake ourselves. Wake up. Wake up. 
and lay hold of our destinies. Lay hold of our inheritance. Haggai 2, 4, 9. But now be courageous, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be courageous also, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. And be courageous, all ye people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you declares the Lord of hosts. As for the promise which I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit stands firm and immovable and continues to be with you, so do not fear. For thus says the Lord, once more I will, in a little while, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations. Is that not where we're living right now? I will shake all nations and they will come with desirable and precious things of all nations and I will fill this house with glory and splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give the ultimate peace and prosperity, declares the Lord of hosts. It's our, it's our inheritance. It's our destiny. We've been through a decade of preparation. Some have stayed, some have gone. Some will leave, others will come back. Ultimately, everybody that's supposed to be here will be here. And we will be walking in our double portion. But we have to stake a claim. We have to surround our inheritance. Whatever trouble God gives me, I'll take it gladly. But whatever the enemies are within our inheritance, I'm telling them, you got to get out in the name of Jesus. I really feel like God has given us a significant signpost, a prophetic signpost of the time and the season that we're in. I want to share with you just before we pray and end the day. I'm going to ask Daniel and Colin Hughes to come up just a moment. You give them a hand as they come to share just a moment. <laughs> Daniel, grab that mic. Hey guys, you ain't gonna give me, you just gonna leave me here like this? Uh huh. Just take off, huh? I got my notes, no slides. Uh, <laughs> you guys look good. Um, me and Kent was worshiping together uh, Friday night, and he was talking about me sharing, talking about the double portion, and, and I believe. Um, that me and Colony uh, hold a piece of what the Lord's saying and have for years. Hey, um, Kent was talking about in uh, you know, 2007, the, the prophetic word really coming to the church about all this double portions stuff and all these prophets start coming and all these words come and they prophesy about double portions. And then I was thinking, how do I qualify for a double portion? And now I know it's the trouble. <laughs> It's, nothing else, I've had a lot of trouble. But I, at the time, I went through a season in life, and I went through several seasons since then, ups and downs or whatever, but at the time, for a couple of years, I really, really, really pressed into what the Lord was saying. And uh, I knew it was the word of the Lord. And, you know, in 2007, when that word come, uh, the Lord had been, uh, had, I've been in prison, I've been locked up close to four years altogether. And I got out in 2007, met Colin, got married in 2008. 
And uh, these words were coming. And to be quite honest with you, I had heard the word of the Lord before I went to prison that the Lord rise me up and that I'd be a prophetic voice at this church. I I'd heard that, and I, and, I, and I knew that by the Lord. And so when I got out of prison, I come straight back to the church, and I'm just pressing in. So when I start hearing about the prophetic destiny of this church and this region, it was almost, when I say flattering, it made, you, made me feel like, man, we're right, like, God's going to use this place and this people to be forerunners of this move of God that, you know, the double portion that's going to go across the state and across the nations. I'm trying to process all that and me being in the middle of it and what an honor it was to be in that generation and that time and this tribe. You, know, you get what I'm saying? And uh, so at some point, just maybe a couple months of listening to these guys, Neville Johnson and all the guys that was coming at the time and uh, prophesying, uh, I finally got to this point where I was just like, God, if you're really saying this, you're telling them, but I, I, I mean, I, I need to hear you. And uh, the Lord just completely blew me and called me away with speaking to us personally, and um, about this being a, a, a you know a, a place that the Lord was going to pour out His double portion. Let me just stay on track, and. Uh, and one of the ways he done that was we were contending. Men, I got married in 2008. Over the next couple of years, we were trying to get pregnant. And uh, I was con we were contending, you know, asking the Lord, we were praying, and, you know, when I, you know, faith without works is dead. I was putting in plenty of work. Uh, <laughs> you put me up here. We. we So anyways, we, we were, you know, I got to be careful how I proceed. Um, but the Lord had made it clear, and I heard the Lord uh, when, uh, about 2012 or 13, I can't remember the date, but the Lord told me, because I was fasting and praying, he said, you're going to have babies, and he called them babies, right? And... He told me, when, and when you do, it'll be in my timing because it'll be a signpost. He didn't, and he said that you'll have twins, and that you'll name the boy uh, Joseph, because in Ezekiel forty-seven it talks about Joseph was received the double portion. And I wasn't trying to tie all this to no prophecy that took place. This is the Lord speaking to me. Well, about the time I got 38, I thought, this I'm at the end of me having children. I'm 40 now, and, and I went to back to the Lord with it. And uh, the Lord told me that this wasn't about my timing, and it wasn't about our age, but it was about his purposes. Yes. Well, Colin got pregnant, and uh, obviously we both were carrying. Uh, <laughs> Colony got pregnant, and, um, you know, and, and the Lord, what was funny is God used Chuck Pierce. The day that she got pregnant, Ch uh, Chuck was, we seen Chuck that Saturday um, down in um, in Baldwin County, and, and everything he was saying was about the next nine months. I knew she was pregnant by what he was saying, and God was using, I, I even had a key to the city of Aniston that Lori gave me, and Chuck told us that we hold 
in part hold a key to be able to unlock the double portion. This was without knowing anything about our personal stuff that we had heard from the Lord, uh, about her being pregnant or anything of that nature. And uh, while that meeting was having, happening, nobody knew Colony was pregnant. We were waiting to see if she was pregnant. And we were uh, running to a woman that we really don't know, and she sure didn't know our story. Um, and she comes up to Colony. Colony's not showing. We don't know that she's pregnant. And she goes to pray for Colony in one of these meetings in this time. And she tears, and she puts a prayer cloth on her. She takes the prayer cloth off, and she tears it in half, puts one in each pocket, and says, you're fixing to be feeding off both breasts. The Lord's fixing to give you twins. She prophesies about the double portion. Anyways, mind-blowing. So we go when Connie gets pregnant, and we get the sonogram, and the nurse says, you know, she's pregnant, and there's the baby. And I'm like, I'm waiting on the other one. And she said, I said, is there twins? She said, no, no, it's just one baby. I said, you sure? She know what I mean? She said, I'm sure. She said, come back in two weeks, and we'll look again. I said, you sure it's not twins? She said, I'm 99% sure they're in twins. When we come back, they got to looking, and when they were looking... Sure enough, about she found it. She said, there it is. And we were all sitting there talking, and I done felt like I done missed the Lord. And then here goes her, and she looks at me, and she said, we've got two. And uh, so anyways, we found out that we're pregnant with both a boy and a girl. Um, the Lord, yeah. The Lord, Lord told us some time back that uh, we would have a boy and a girl, and that we'd name the uh, girl Mercy, and that she would lead, uh, Mercy would lead, and that his name would be um, Joseph, and it would be a signpost for the double portion uh, for our region, which I thought was ironic because, uh, you know, Chuck had been really instrumental on that with us personally, it's not just for the body, but it's also a personal prophecy for our personal lives. Chuck had really been inspiration, you know, like, in, you know, you know, had really spoken to us, and, and, and through that process, you know, he was prophesying into us more uh, without even knowing what he was saying. But, when, well, you know, but now that the Lord's restoring the double portion that Chuck prophesied in 1988 that I contended for, the Lord told me we would have twins. I never realized it, but when he come here and prophesied that, he had lost his twins. Mm. And now that he's going to restore it, the signpost is coming, he's restoring that with twins. And, wow. uh, so I'm not trying to put myself there with Chuck. You get what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, baby, I'm a baby Chuck. You know, like, <laughs> right, right, right after he got saved. Um, but I truly, you know, I, I truly believe that it's the word of the Lord. I, I really believe it's a signpost. And, you know, and I really give it back to the Lord several times. I said, Lord, I'm not trying to make up anything or, you know, act like or be presumptuous or anything else. And the Lord's been really, really clear to me that uh, he's given us these babies for own personal prophetic word, also a prophetic word for the region and for the church, that the Lord is going to do what he says he's going to do, and he's going to restore double portion, and it's going to start Woo! So. All right. I want you to uh, just stay here with me, if you don't mind, you guys. Isn't that powerful? So this brings us to um, where I wanted to land today, and that is in just a moment, uh, well, I'll go ahead and say, if you're the head of a household, would you stand up, whether you be a single parent or mom or dad, you're the head of the household. And then of our, re of our recovery movements, whoever's the head of the house or 
leading there, if you would stand up representing that guy, the, the leaders there. And we're going to have an usher come quickly and put a bottle of oil in your hand. In just a moment, we're going to instruct you. Yeah, just come on, let's move quickly, if you don't mind. And then in just a moment, we're going to ask the head of the household to anoint your family. If you're watching online, if you could do that in your home. We're going to pray for the generational release of this double portion. It's interesting that it's being a signpost of pregnancies. Speaking of generational things to come, this is not just about us. This is our children's children. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we're going to secure our inheritance in this season here at Word Alive, our personal inheritance and destiny, our personal purpose and plans, and God's corporate purpose and plans for us in this season. I believe today will mark the day in the spirit realm where our acts of faith, giving, worship, meeting God where he said meet, and doing these prophetic acts, that it will mark something in heaven in the spirit realm that will release the next portion of us, the next portion of this inheritance that God has for us to walk in this year and in this season. The word that we're going to use for this encounter we're about to do is a Hebrew word. I may not pronounce it right, but it's P-A-G-A, Paga, Paga, Paga. It's the word for intercession. And it's a very interesting word. It means a meeting. It means you're at a meeting. But it's actually a meeting with a violent connotation. So today we're in a meeting. So touch your neighbor, look at him, say, we're in a meeting. But we're meeting with two people. We're meeting with God, but we're also meeting with the enemy. And whatever is of God, we're receiving and laying hold of, and whatever is the enemy, we are resisting that with all of our might in the name of Jesus. It's a violent connotation to this word meeting. It also means to strike a mark and to set a boundary. And so by being in this meeting today, whether you're here or whether you're watching today live or later this week and you're engaging with us at this time, you're actually in a meeting with God and in a meeting with the enemy at the same time. And by faith, we're submitting to God and we're resisting the devil and he's got to flee. And we're striking the mark. Now, here's what I find interesting is 14 years ago is when these prophecies were released. And 14 years ago is when I was walking in Maddox Hall, praying in the spirit. And we were doing really well as a church. And I'm just walking, praying for some weird reason. I didn't even know why. Just, I, I never really come here and pray. I pray at home. But I was here and I was praying at Maddox Hall and all of a sudden the Lord's voice entered Maddox Hall and said, why did you stop? I said, Lord, I didn't think I'd stop. He said, he gave me the scripture from Kings. It says that Elisha said to the, to the king, he said he picked up arrows and said, strike the ground. And so the king struck the ground three times and quit. 
The holy man became angry with him and says, why didn't you hit the ground five or six times? Then you would have gotten a total victory. And the Lord said, I don't want you just to have a partial part of your inheritance. I don't want just a partial of the people that are supposed to be delivered. I don't want just a partial part of it fulfilled. I had rather you get the total victory and have every bit of your destiny and purpose fulfilled. Now, I find that interesting. That was 14 years ago. 14, I found out as I studied the word today that that's the number of generational blessings. If you read Matthew 1, it says from Abraham to David was 14 generations. From Abraham to Babylon was 14 generations. From Babylon to Christ was 14 generations. That number 14 is seven twice. Come on, you're catching it. The double perfection, the num number seven number perfection, the double portion of generational inheritance released. And so I simply felt like my instruction from the Lord today was to have you as the head of your household anoint, and if, it, and if you're single, just anoint yourself. And if you're believing for a spouse, anoint somebody that's invisible beside you, believing that they're going to come this year. Pretty and wealthy and anointed. Amen. At the same time, I found Bev got a text from a lady that said, you guys wrote a decree and uh, I wish I could get a copy of it, but I can't find it anywhere. Bev researched it and it was a decree that Bev wrote in 2007. 14 years ago. All these things, you know, you can't make this kind of stuff up. Twins, double portion, 14, 14 years, prophecies. This is, this is a, there's, we're in a moment, a kairos moment of destiny and purpose converging all at the same time. So what we'd like to do is then at some point, I know this will be strange, but I'm going to have Daniel and Colony pray for us at some point. And I'm going to ask Bev to come join us if you don't mind. It's, I got an arrow. At some point, I'm going to strike it not six or seven times. I'm going to strike it 14 times. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the enemy coming in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out of our inheritance. I'm saying... From today forward, we are not going to tolerate anymore the enemy coming in and out of our inheritance. We're circling it in the spirit and saying, this, this ends today. We submit to God. We resist the devil, and he's got to flee in Jesus' name. So what I'd like for you to do then is those that are, now everyone stand, those that, that the head of the household, you have the oil. If you would just turn around and just simply anoint them with oil, just touch their head and just say, I bless you with a double portion anointing. Just tell them, I bless you with this double portion anointing as the authority in our home. Anoint yourself, anoint your family, anoint your children. If you feel led to bless them further with something else, bless them. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Since Bev wrote this, Bev, if you don't mind, would you read these declarations over us and over our families? And we're saying this decree is being made under an apostolic decree under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then I'm going to ask Daniel and Connie to release this spirit of the double portion to us to here today. In Jesus' name. A decree of restoration. I recognize the season of my visitation and I agree with the purpose of God to send times of refreshing mm. and the restoration of all things for me and my house. I perceive that the enemy of my soul has devised strategies against my destiny and spoken the decrees against me and my family which can be reversed. I have the favor and authority of King Jesus to decree his will and purposes for my life, and that is what I have determined to do. I decree a restoration of the anointing upon my life. I am called and appointed to be mentored and anointed for a double portion of the performance of God's word for me. The Holy Spirit himself has anointed me. He sanctifies and teaches me and leads me into all truth and liberty. I decree a restoration of the joy of my salvation. The enemy's strategy to steal my joy is exposed and overturned. Mm. I decree my inheritance of real joy deep down in my soul. Mm. The joy of the Lord is restored and brings me strength and delight in the performance of the will of God. I decree the restoration of my soul. Though many arrows may have pierced me and words have pained me, I decree deliverance to my soul. Bitterness, grief, and disappointment are driven away, and my soul now waits quietly on the Lord. I am healthy, whole, blessed, and free from demonic influence. I decree the restoration of health, and prosperity to my life. My soul is prospering and so is my health and my provision. Mm. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus is here to give me a more abundant life than I have ever known or I have ever imagined. I decree that Satan is defeated and God is restoring everything lost through sin and ignorance. I decree life. I choose victory and not death. Mm. I decree the restoration of the Zion of God. Those that know the voice of Yahweh shall rejoice in his name. The church will shine as a light in cities and homes. The glory of God will become brighter. I decree an overthrow of defeat, lack and loss and I decree the kingdom of God will move as never before every day every night, every morning in my life, my home, my church, in my city. Amen and amen, amen and amen. Amen. You received that decree over you and your family and your children's children, children. So would you just lift your hand, Father, as a prophetic act. I take the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and Lord, you said, strike the ground. I, I'm reminded Jesus poured water on the ground at Tabernacles. I'm going to strike the ground. And Lord, I'm striking the ground in a prophetic obedience to you 
that you told me don't quit. I prophesy there's going to be a don't quit anointing in people's lives after today. I prophesy that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. I prophesy that we will not quit, stop, back up, give up, or, or surrender any of our inheritance or our destiny or our calling to any of the plans of any plans of the enemy that we stake a claim today in the spirit that we will get total victory. We say, Father, let the arrow of deliverance drive every ite out of our land in the name of Jesus, out of our inheritance. Every enemy that has snuck in and tried to come in and steal, kill and destroy and keep us discouraged and keep us out of your plans and out of your purpose. The little foxes that have tried to spoil the vine, we say we submit our lives to God. We resist the devil and today the arrow of the Lord's deliverance goes generationally into our bloodline and yes, even now to the bone marrow of our bodies and a massive wave of deliverance now comes into our tribe and every demon, every hex, every vex, every word curse, every spirit of discouragement that's tried to stop, hinder, take people out of their place, out of their destiny, we say today, we drive you from God's people in the name of Jesus. I surround our tribe with the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ and I say every bit of your destiny and inheritance that the king paid for you to have, you will possess before you leave this earth in the name of Jesus. And so I strike the ground on the 14 years that I say, Lord, I thank you that a generational blessing is released now and the power of darkness is broken in the name of Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, in Jesus' name. Somebody shout to the Lord with me a minute in this place. Woo! Father, we lift our hands to you and we say this tabernacles. We set a boundary around our inheritance and what you call bless, nobody can call curse. Come on, Daniel, join hands with Colleen and release that double portion. Father, I thank you for what you said you do, Lord. God, and I thank you that you're good and that you love us and you chose us and there ain't no buttons that come with it. Father, I, I thank you for our inheritance, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you that love covers a multitude of sins, Lord. Father, I thank you that you're pouring out your double portion, God. Father, you're bringing restoration to us, Lord, and the individuals in this land, God. Father, that your prophetic word over us as a people, God, that you'd use the simple things to confound the wise, that you'd restore the broken to be the rebuilders, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you hadn't grew weary, you hadn't grew tired, Lord, but that you're raising up an army for your time, Lord. And we're honored, God, 
So today, by faith, Lord, humbly, Father, what you've entrusted with me for me and Colony, the word that you've spoken to us for whatever reason, Lord, we release it to the body, Lord. We release the double portion by faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. Not because we're good or we're great, but because it's what you said. Because you are good, God. And we receive from you the promises, Lord. Now, Father, I ask, God, that you would deal with shame, that you would deal with rejection, that you would deal with everything that would keep us from walking into our inheritance. Father, that you would pour out the revelation of what the blood of Christ has done to cover our sins, to cover our habits, our hang-ups, our imperfections, so we can possess the inheritance of sons and daughters of the King. And so, Father, by faith, we just walk into the fullness of the promises, Father, that you have for us. Father, I just thank you that you're giving us new turbans, Lord, for our heads, God. That you're taking our old dirty clothes, Father, and you're giving us new robes, Lord. That you're cleaning us up, God. Father, that you're sending us forward, Father. I thank you, Lord. So we release the double portion, God. Yes. We say, let your glory come. Let your presence come. Come tabernacle with us, Lord. Create an atmosphere here, Lord, that it have the anointing, Father. The people will get in it and get free, Lord. Release, Father, the spirit of truth from here, God. Father, let the revelation of love, the goodness of God, flow from this place, God. Let it place a healing and health and restoration, God. Father, I say, let every promise that you promised, every prophecy that's been out of your mouth, Father, come to pass, Lord. I pray that you would send out your angels that's gathered, Lord, and you'd bring in the tribe, Lord, that you would rise up people, Father, out of brokenness, out of recovery, out of rejection, Father, out of every nook and cranny, out of every bit of darkness, God, that you would draw them from near and far, Lord. And this would be a house of safety, God. It would be a house of love, Lord. It would be a house of restoration, God. And that your army would rise up out of this place with a double portion of love and power and authority, Lord, to establish your kingdom. That we would be a lighthouse, Lord. That we would be a beacon, Father, for this city, God, for this state, Father, for people, Lord. God, that this would be a new time, a new age for the church to move into, God. And Father, that we would be a prototype of the broken being raised up, the people out of recovery, the people that's rejected, the people that's been stuck in darkness, people rescued out of witchcraft and every addiction and everything that you can think of, that we would be a prototype, a place of safety, a refuge, not only for protection but equipping, God. And that your army that you've abducted, Lord, that they'd be raised up, God, and sent from here to be builders of your kingdom, God. So let it be established, Lord. Let your double portion come. Right before the double portion, the Lord is bringing mercy because mercy comes right before he releases something. And in this season of barrenness, where you have been contending for promises and you have been believing for things that have died, the Lord says that he is birthing them in 
and releasing them right now. I feel strongly in broken relationships. If you have been hurt and been disappointed in a relationship, that the Lord is restoring it. And don't despise what's happening inside of your heart because God is using it to put you right in your destiny to be with the person that he's called you to be. In the name of Jesus. And yes, that word is for her. This word is for her right back there. This is for you. The Lord says that this is for you. And don't don't be upset about it. Because he is doing a new thing and bringing you into your destiny and your purpose and your loved and your special and your blessed. And that this is a good day for you. Even though that you're suffering, the Lord says that he has you on his heart. And this is a good day for you. And the Lord is releasing right now where we thought that promises and the Lord spoke over us that we had given up on and we felt like it would never happen. The Lord says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. That my mercies are new every day. And I release it into your life. I release it today because the double portion is here and there's mantles being released and dropped on you that has been ordained. You cannot get out of the will of God. You might feel like you have had a season where you're not reading your word or where you're not praying or where you feel like you're not doing the things that you should be doing. You might even question your salvation, but the Lord says, my mercy is here for you. I forgive you. This is a new season and nothing can take you out of my will. So I release it over us right now, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you love us. I thank you for this season, Lord. And even though we've seen it, Father, we've seen it in the in the supernatural, Lord. You are releasing it right now in the natural after 14 years, God. And we stand on your promises. And we thank you, Father. And we love you in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. While they were praying and prophesying and ministering, I kept hearing this scripture. I thought it was a scripture. I kept hearing uh, this word about God confirming his inheritance with rain. And I said, Lord, I think that's a scripture. And so I fortunately got a Bible. And it says, Psalm 68, verse 9, You, O God, sent a plentiful rain whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation dwelt in it You, O God, provided from your goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word, and great was the army that published it. I've heard rumor that we may get more rain in the next two days than we've had in a long time, even flash flood warnings. I say in the name of Jesus, weariness is going to be washed off God's people in this week of tabernacles. Weariness from the past season is going to be washed off for the next eight days as we tabernacle together in the presence and the goodness and the glory of God and that this season will be a season of refreshing as we step in and lay hold of our double portion inheritance. So Father, we bless your people now in the name of Jesus. We just wanted to end. I know we've been here a while, but we wanted to end with this blessing and then we'll go. Come on.